Hi, friend. So I'm recording this in the new year, and so many people have reached out this past week talking about how they are in the same exact place they were about a year ago and how they don't want to repeat the same patterns, have the new year roll around next year and feel like they haven't moved at all. So today I wanted to share seven tips, seven things that I do that I've been doing that have helped me reach my goals. And I know you're going to find a lot of value in them, find them really helpful. And I'm sure there's some you're probably doing and some maybe you could do better at or you haven't heard before. Hi, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Why Can't I podcast. I'm Sarah Hagstrom, plant-based health coach turned life and business coach. My goal for this show is to bring you episodes that have you asking the very important question, one I've been asking myself from a young age. Why can't I? Followed by a little bit of watch me. All right, let's dive in. Peter and I were stuck, especially with our business, kind of with our life too, for what seemed like forever. I remember this period in our life, it was it seemed like forever, but it was really about two to three years. It's funny how that works, right? When, when things are hard, it's like, oh God, they've been hard for so long. Our business wasn't growing. We couldn't figure out how to make more than a few hundred dollars online. We were living in California, but we really didn't want to be there anymore. But we felt like we couldn't afford to move. It's just a really rocky time, really rough time. And now I look back and I see that it was all for a purpose, right? Like usually usually it is, but um, I know that we could have moved through that a lot faster if I was doing the things that I'm going to share with you today. And I know that because these last few years have been incredible. We've had so much growth, especially this past year. And so I want to share with you seven tips so that you can make this year your best year yet. So I think this will be a shorter episode. We're going to just dive right in. So the first thing that I've really committed to and Peter's committed to as well has been mindset work. Now, I know a lot of people talk about mindset work, so I want to get really specific and share what this looks like for me. So what this looks like is removing toxic people, right? There's people in our lives that maybe they're family, so we can't really do anything about it, or maybe they're friends we've had for a really long time, neighbors, people on the internet, certain groups, certain people you follow. I don't know who it is for you, but I ask you to check in and see if there's anybody in your life who brings you down, who doesn't build you up, um, removing those people. And maybe you can't physically remove them, but you can kind of distance yourself and create some space. I know for us, it was moving. And then also for me, it was, you know, there are certain people that when I talk to them, they kind of bring me down. So if I'm already feeling a little bit down, or if I'm working on a really big goal, I'm not going to make time to talk to them during this period of growth or during this period of lowness in my life because I don't need to be brought further down. Does that make sense? I recommend sharing your dreams with people who support you, people who lift you up, people who build you up. This is all mindset work. Another thing that was huge for me and and Peter was reading mindset books. I talk about this a lot. I'm constantly reading mindset books every single day. I personally read them usually before I go to bed, so that way I can be thinking about them as I'm dreaming and sleeping and creating. Um, I also like reading in the morning if I have time. Usually I read in the evening, so I don't need to in the morning, but in the morning, if I'm kind of lazy and don't want to get right out of bed, I'll open up my Kindle, not open up, turn it on. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll turn on my Kindle and just read a few pages before getting out of bed, which feels very luxurious. So I highly recommend it. I will put my top 30 plus mindset books in the show notes below. One book that I'm saying is required reading for all of my clients in 2020 is The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. If you haven't read it, it is a long one, but it is powerful. It is my favorite. So I highly recommend that book if you haven't read that. Mindset books, because here's the thing. I work with coaches all the time, like my personal coaches, and then my clients, you know, they're coaching their clients when I was health coaching I always recommended mindset books because in between coaching sessions, like your coach isn't always going to be there, right? And maybe um, your partner doesn't understand your business. They love you, they support you, but they don't understand your business. And so when you have a rough day or something goes wrong, having those positive words in your head, you know, building you up can be so powerful. Sometimes that's exactly what I need. I'm also a words of affirmation girl, so I need words of affirmation in my vision in my ears. I'm always listening to podcasts with words of affirmation. I'll play affirmations. I have them all over my office, in my bedroom, in all my books, you know, so that's really big for me. But I I have found my clients who are constantly reading mindset books, they grow further in their business because a lot of it, a lot of business is is the mindset. It's what you believe you can achieve. It's what you do every single day. And we we need that support. We need a constant reminder that we are capable of going after our dreams. So mindset books were, was huge for me. And then also coaches, right? During the, that period of struggle, I never hired a coach. I didn't know that. I didn't understand. I, I thought that because I was able to change my health on my own, which isn't 100% true because I did use health coaches and books and things like that. But it was pretty easy for me. It was like, okay, plant-based diet. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, do it. Okay, get healthy, cool, feel good. Okay, now I'm just going to help other people do that. But with business, it's not linear. It's not super straightforward. You can't just read things online and then apply them and then it just works. There's pieces that we don't have, missing pieces, right? Different ways of doing business. So I wasn't hiring coaches. And so once I started hiring coaches, my business really took off. My life really took off. The great thing about coaches is they help you save time, right? They help you save time so you can use that time to work on other things. They help you make more money, right? And not that money is is the goal, but I do believe once you have more money, you have more opportunities, more possibilities. So hiring a coach, that was really great for my mindset too. And then just being around them, right? Because usually coaches, when you're hiring coaches, um, they're a little bit further ahead in terms of business or their mindset or their lifestyle or whatever it is that you're trying to learn how to do. They're a little bit further ahead. So just being around them and their energy it rubs off on you. I also think another thing that is really power in terms of this first tip mindset work, energy work, is masterminds. Masterminds can be huge too, you know? So um, joining paid masterminds was really great for me and my growth as well. And, and being in masterminds where people are working towards the same goals, but are a little bit further ahead than me. You see this pattern? It's like, I run a mastermind, it's called Signing Social, and it's for signing clients using social media for health and wellness coaches. And there's some coaches in there who are like, man, I feel like the other coaches are further ahead than me. And that's actually a great thing because you can learn a lot if you spend time around people who are doing what you want to be doing, but are just a few steps ahead of you. So that all falls in the mindset work. I really dived into that. um, And that has been 
monumental for my growth. So if your mindset isn't so great or you're not doing any of these things, I recommend incorporating some of these into your life and I promise they will help you reach your goal. So the second thing that I recommend is getting clear on what you actually want, getting intentional, right, with your goals. I was looking at our vision board from last year and it was just really pathetic if I'm being honest. And the reason it was pathetic is I think Peter and I thought we had to do it and it was kind of rushed. It was like, oh, it's a new year. We need to do a vision board. We had just moved into our house in Kirkland, Washington, and it was the new year. And I just felt like we'd we'd had vision boards in the past and they'd been so valuable that I was like, okay, we have to do one of these. And so we kind of just slapped stuff on there without much intention. And so sometimes something's better than nothing because I'm thinking about it. I know I'm I'm going back and forth, but this is just my brain. I, I was thinking about it and although it was kind of lackluster, I did have a podcast image up there um, with all of these downloads. I think it says like 1 million downloads or something like that, which didn't happen this year. Um, but honestly, that that wasn't my goal. The goal with the podcast was to get my voice out there and share content that you find valuable and helpful. And And that's what I did. And I started the podcast this year. And I don't think I would have done it if it wasn't up there reminding me all year long. So sometimes, you know, a goal, even if it's not the perfect goal, it can help you get started on the path. Um, But I think having a clear intentional goal is more important. So with this one, I want to say, be intentional, question your goals when you write them down, question them. Is this really what I want? Why do I want this? Is this the only way that I can get what I want? Um, because I think a lot of times we we pick goals that sound good on paper or because we think we have to have them, but they're not really what we want. So many people tell me, Sarah, can you help me get more followers on Instagram? And I'm just like, why do you want more followers on Instagram? You know, And they're like, well, because I want to run a successful business. Well, you don't have to have more followers on Instagram to run a successful business. Like, What does a successful business look like to you? What does that mean to you? What are you doing? What are you spending your time on? Those are the questions that I'm talking about in terms of your goals. And also going along with this one, being intentional, don't be afraid to change your goal, right? Maybe you set a goal and halfway through you're like, actually, that's not important to me anymore. I've changed my mind. You're allowed to change your mind. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that you didn't achieve your goal because you changed your mind and realized that's actually not what I want. That's actually not what I need right now. I need this instead. Life is always changing. We as humans are always evolving. So don't feel like you have to stick with your goal all year long. Um, but also spend some time getting clear on what it is you actually want. Why the goals from last year didn't come true. Maybe they were just goals that you weren't really that interested in after all. So that that was really helpful for Peter and myself this year, like looking at our goals from last year, even though, like I said, we did a great job this past year. We were very um, intentional about a lot of things, but our vision board, I felt like that was forced. It was like we we had to do it rather than being like, we're not ready to do it right now, you know? So, and I'll talk about what we're putting on our vision board in a little bit towards the end of this show. But yeah, that's what I want to share. Be intentional with your goal. Don't be afraid to change your goal. Number three, set a date and write it as if it is happening, as if it has already happened. So this one, I think I learned from Jack Canfield. We went to a training with him a few years ago, and 
in it, in, he, he gives you a workbook and in it, I wrote down a goal and it said, I moved to Hawaii by September 1st, 2018. And we moved to Hawaii, Maui, August, I think like end of August, maybe like August 20th, 2018. And I was cleaning out my office the other day and I found that book and it was just really cool to see that. So I highly recommend that you pick a date for your goal because when you pick a date, you're more likely to stick to the plan and go after it. I kind of think of setting a date kind of like a stretch goal. I'm really big on stretch goals as well. So it's a little bit bigger than like setting a goal, but making it a little bit bigger. So you're going after the bigger goal and you're more likely to hit your actual goal. I think the same happens when you set a date. Even if you don't hit that date, you're going to be a lot closer because you've been trying for that date. But when we just say like, oh yeah, you know, I want to, you know, sign two clients, then it's like, well, I want to sign two clients by, you know, January 31st. So it's like, I have two new clients on January 31st or by January 31st at 5 p.m. You're way more likely to have those clients if you set a date. So highly recommend setting a date, trying that with some of your goals. It's been really helpful for me. And then going along with that, number four, visualize it, right? So I was talking about a vision board, which can be really helpful, but make sure you're also looking at that vision board if you have a vision board. One thing that you may have seen if you follow my Instagram stories is in my bedroom, I have words of affirmation all over my bedroom. So the first thing when I wake up and open my eyes, the first thing that I see is this big yellow sign by the window that says abundance. And then I turn my head to the left and it says every day and every way my life is getting better and better. And then I turn my head to the right and it says, you are smart, you are capable, and you are already doing it, right? So I take a second every morning to visualize what I want, what my goals are, what I'm going to achieve, what my day looks like. Because as the saying goes, if your mind can conceive it, you can achieve it. So as soon as I start picturing my day, my goals, getting what I want, I get really excited and I want to get to work. I want to get going. And there is some science behind it. If you look it up, if you're you know into the science, you'll read lots of stuff. But pretty much like my understanding is like, your brain can't tell if it's real or not, right? Um, so you're starting to visualize something and then your brain, um, the neurons in your brain is telling your body, okay, time to perform, time to get to work, let's do this. And it is so powerful. So I highly recommend visualizing your goal as if it's already happened, as if you've already achieved it. That's why a vision board is so great because it's a visual representation of the goal that you want to achieve. You're picturing it. I also recommend like feeling it, like trying to get into that place. Like, oh my gosh, like if your goal is to move into a house on, on the beach, you know, picture yourself sitting on a chair outside, like looking at the beach, whatever it is. If your vision is um, you speaking on stage, picture yourself speaking on stage. If your vision is you with, you know, 10,000 Instagram followers, like sharing content that they love, like picture yourself, you know, with 10,000 followers sharing a post and everybody saying like, this is so helpful. This changed my life. Thank you so much. You know, really visualize that and do it as often as you can. So having your vision board in your bedroom or in your closet or in your office, wherever you see it is really powerful. Okay. 
Number five is make a plan. So this is kind of like two-part, part A, make a plan and get support if it's something you've never done before. I can't recommend this enough, right? I can't recommend this enough. So let's say that you want to launch your health coaching business. So you, on your goals, it's like 2020, I launched my health coaching business. So then you need to think like what needs to happen in order for you to launch your health coaching business and create an actual action plan. It's one thing to say like, hey, I want to launch my health coaching business. Hey, I want to run a marathon. But then you actually need the plan of how you're going to do it. And don't get too attached, right? We all know everyone who reads the mindset books and manifestation, we can't get too attached to the how, but I also think that you can't just think of a goal and then do nothing about it. It's like the the um, the yin and the yang, right? It's creating it, thinking about it, and then doing a plan, like creating a plan. It's like, here's my goal. This is what I want. I'm setting it out, setting my intention to the universe. And then I'm also creating the plan that goes with it. So with that, let's go back to the example of you want to launch your health coaching business. So then what you would need is you would need to get clear on who you serve and what problem you solve for them, right? Being in business means we're solving problems for people. We're helping them move further away from pain or closer to pleasure. Um, You need to get clear on your message. Like what do you stand for? What makes you different? What makes you unique? How are people going to connect with you? You have to build an audience, right? You need people who are, who fit that, right? Who fit your ideal client and who who like you, who are interested in you, who need help. And then you have to create a program for them, right? Um, if you're running a business, you have to make money. So you're creating a program, you're creating for something for them to buy. So those are all the things that you would need in order to reach your goal, right? Maybe, right? You might have a different plan, but that's an example of one plan that would allow you to reach your goal. Now, if you've never done that before, right, then you might be like, I don't even know how to do this. So then you would get support. That might be hiring a coach or joining a mastermind, getting support from somebody who's done what you want to do. So that's number five, making a plan for your goal and then also getting support if it's something you've never done before. Then you have your plan. Number six is to put it on the calendar. Part six or part A for six is put it on the calendar. B for six is also get some accountability, right? So I don't know about you guys, but there's a lot of things that I want to do that they're, I don't want to say that they're harder, but I'm just less likely to do them on my own. It's, I don't know what it is about it, but it's, it doesn't come as natural. For me, it's things that involve somebody else. If it's just me, I'm good. I can do my thing. I can get to work. But when I have to bring other people on board, I think maybe it's the manifester in me. I feel like it kind of slows me down. I'm more likely to procrastinate and push it off, wait till the last minute. And then it's like, oh man, last minute. Um, So like one example of this for me and my business right now is um, getting on other podcasts, right? So being a guest on other podcasts. So in order to do that, you need to be sending pitches. You need to be collaborating and reaching out. And like, I, I'm totally happy to do that. I know how to do that. Um, I'm happy to do that. But it's not like my first choice, how I'm spending my time. Like I would rather be coaching clients, you know, recording a podcast, um, creating a new opt-in, things like that, creating strategy, looking at client work. Like there's so many other things that I prioritize over that, even though that is going to help me reach one of my goals for this year. So I got myself some accountability, right? So my assistant is reaching out to me 
every week and asking, you know, by Friday, I, t- I asked I asked her for accountability. And that's, again, that's what you guys have to do. You guys have to take responsibility and say, okay, I need to get some accountability for this. So this is what good accountability looks like for me. So for me, it was like, okay, I'm such a slacker when it comes to this. I know how to do this. <laughs> I don't need my coach to tell me how to do this. I know how to do this. I've done this before, but I'm procrastinating and I'm saving it till the end of the day and it needs to get done. So I asked Amanda, I was like, Amanda, can you email me every Friday and ask me for the podcast um, that I reached out to, the podcast pitch, and, and you send it. But by Friday, like there needs to be at least one podcast that I've reached out to um, to be a guest on that I've sent your way so you can you know finish that off and She's like, yeah, totally happy to do it. And we've already started it and it's working very well. Accountability is so helpful. We all need accountability in some areas sometimes. So I recommend you do the same thing. Put your plan on your calendar. I'm such a fan of that. When we plan stuff out, it's just more likely to happen. So your plan, your paper planner calendar, your Google calendar, that's what I use. Um, get some dates on the calendar when you're going to do certain things, when things need to get done. Put it on the calendar and then have somebody hold you accountable. It could be your partner, your coach, your friend, whoever it is. Have somebody hold you accountable in whatever way works best for you. And it's up to you to come up with what that is. And you might need to try a few things. I know for me, just having somebody being like, hey, did you do this? I'm going to do it. So That is number six. Number seven, I kind of um, said it in number six, is you got to take responsibility. You got to take responsibility for your goals, for your life, for what you want to happen, right? You are in charge. And like I said earlier in this podcast episode, required reading, if you haven't read it, The Success Principles, honestly, that book is a game changer that has taught me how to take full responsibility for my life, for my circumstances, the good, the bad. I am always, and I I really believe that reading this book was so huge for me, I'm always asking myself, okay, how did I let this happen? You know, how could I have done a better job? If you, a lot of my clients will be like, gosh, you always ask such great questions. Like, how do you ask such great questions? There's a lot of really powerful coaching questions, self-reflection questions in that book. Um, I promise this isn't an ad for the book. It, It was just such a game changer for me. I'm such a fan of Jack Canfield. So Highly recommend that book if you haven't read it before. I am going to share success principle number 20. It's commit to consistent and never-ending improvement. That is one of my favorite success principles. I couldn't ever pick one because they're, everyone I'm like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. This is so good. Um, but this one says to keep yourself focused on consistent, never-ending improvement, ask yourself every day, how can I improve today? Where can I learn a new skill? If you do, you will embark on a lifelong journey of improvement that will ensure your success. Becoming a master takes time. You have to practice, practice, practice. You have to hone your skills through constant use and refinement. Again, that was success principle number 20. And it just reminds me, nobody is going to do this work for you. Nobody is going to help you achieve your goal like you are going to do if you are fully committed. Only you can do it. So be intentional with the goals that you set and work on them. Don't be afraid to change or modify as needed, but keep working on them. Take responsibility. Put them on your calendar. Remember, it's it's all a learning experience. And if you work on it every day, it will add up. Something that 
Peter and I wrote down, and this is what we're going to put on our vision board this year, was we got really clear on our business goals. That was like one area. Travel goals, because if you guys were following us, we went to Australia this year, and I was like, oh my gosh, we need to travel more. There are so many places I want to go. So if you're curious, some of the places that are on our list are Bali, we have Yosemite. We haven't been to Yosemite. We lived in California for six years and we never went to Yosemite. We're really big in like backpacking and camping and stuff like that. So we're going to go to Yosemite. We have Joshua Tree, which is one of my favorite places. New York City. Peter's never been. I want to take him during Christmas. So travel goals, that was another area. Personal goals, I am taking a solo vacation because you guys know I love my alone time. Grew up as an only child. Um, Peter's going to surf. He's going to learn to surf, which is awesome because that means I can go and watch him at the beach and read. And then we also have couples goals, right? So um, things that we want to do together, more adventures, um, making time for a couple friends, things like that. So, so that's kind of like how we did our vision board this year was first we got clear on our goals and we did this individually. You know, a lot of you guys ask, you know, how can I get my partner on board with my business, um, you know, get him reading mindset books and things like that. Honestly, I think that they kind of have to do it on their own. And so for Peter and myself, we do a lot of things together and we have a lot of common interests, which is awesome, but kind of doing our own thing and then coming together. So we both wrote down our goals and then we came together and we're such planners, like putting it on. (laughs) I really like all the tips that I shared with you today really come from how I live my life, how we live our life. So we put put them all on. Um, a Google Doc one by one, like sharing like, okay, this is my goal. Okay, this is a couple goal. This is a travel goal. Um, And then setting dates for them, right? And creating plans for them. And then putting them on the vision board, actually finding photos. And what I do, I've shared this before, is a lot of people use magazines. I actually find that a lot of the things in magazines I don't resonate with. I'm like, "Mm, I don't really want that car. Sorry. Uh, But Pinterest is really great or the internet is really great and printing out some photos and putting those on your vision board. That's worked really well. So that's kind of our process. Um, I thought I would share. I thought that that would be helpful. Those are the seven tips that I have for you. I would love to hear if these are things that you're doing or if there's something new or something that you want to try or maybe you want to read the success principles this year. Um, Leave a comment on my latest Instagram post because maybe there's somebody else who wants to read the success principles with you or me. Maybe I'm going to start reading it again. Probably. I've already read it twice, but Um, because it is kind of long. So having some accountability for that might be nice. So leave a comment on my latest Instagram post if you listen to this episode, if you learn something new, if there's something that you want to try so that I can cheer you on too. My intention for you this year is that you achieve your goals or something better and do it without sacrificing your health or happiness because I honestly believe you can have it all. And if you loved this episode, please friend, share it on social media or pass it on to a friend. I would really appreciate it. Cheers to abundant new year ahead, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, friend.